The football gods are always on the Bears' shoulders. We're going to take the North and never give it back. Today on the Bears Nation podcast, it's training camp, baby. Like, read about a guy, right? And you're in the draft process, and then you, you know, all that stuff. But then you get some in front of you, and you're like, whoa, this dude's a, he's a, he's a big, thick dude. Here goes Fields. Can he get in? Yes, he can. He's an impressive guy, but even more impressed with like his mentality, how he came in here with a purpose and grabbed that playbook and to be as far along as he is already. I'm very impressed with, with how he's approached this thing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your hosts, Kevin Lapka. What I'd really like to do is put the greatness of this man in perspective. Phenomenally good. And Jake Hassan. And Jake Hassan. A new sheriff in town. The best in the city of Chicago. This town of Chicago, one of the best sports towns and best fans in the country they deserve better it's the bears nation training camp podcast you're listening to bears nation podcast with your hosts kevin lapka and jake hassan the beginning few minutes of this episode was deleted due to audio quality issues we will be beginning the episode with conversation of roquan smith's holdout enjoy the show be sure to subscribe on all of our channels and as always bear down just pay him. What are we doing here? Like it's Jaquan Brisker just signed like basically at the stroke of midnight was able to be there for the start of training camp, which is huge. Right. And we did see this. There's a precedent here with Roquan Smith because there was a delay in him signing his rookie deal too. uh, And he doesn't have an agent. He represents himself. Just pay the man whatever he wants. What are we doing? Like, this is so... The longer this drags out, if you're Ryan Poles and this is your first year doing this, the worse it looks. I think it's a little bit more complicated than that, though. And here's why. Like, obviously, when these situations occur, it's pay the man whatever he wants, pay him, you know, you know why Why can't we get it done, right? The fan base is... Why, why, how is it so hard to pay the guy on the team who is most worthy of a contract extension? And there's truth to that statement. You pay your best players, that's what the best franchises do. They lock up those players with ease. There's never a holdout. They pay their guy. All right. But the thing I think that we're missing when it comes to Roquan Smith is this isn't just pay the man, you know, the money. This is Roquan Smith is in the top tier of inside linebackers in the NFL right now, if not number one, maybe number two behind Darius Leonard. I think he's wedged between Darius Leonard and Fred Warner. He's better than Fred Warner, but maybe not quite as good as Darius Leonard. But Shaquille Leonard. What who? Shaquille Leonard. Oh, that's right. I completely forgot about that. Interesting story. That's that's a player's name that I do know. Shaquille Leonard. It is. And we're going to get to that later because that Ooh, that that's what we call a tease. That's what we call a tease. Um, This is not Roquan Smith saying, hey, give me 18 million dollars. Sure. This is Roquan Smith saying I deserve to be the highest paid linebacker in the NFL. Right now, Darius Leonard sits at 19.7 million and Shaquille Leonard sits at 19.7 million. It's going to take some getting used to. We I had people on the I, air today at 6 a.m. the score who said, I, I think they said Washington Redskins still. And I was like, yeah, all right, you know, it's going to take time, especially for a guy like Shaquille Leonard, who's not a Chicago Bear. It's going to take time for me to remember that. But continue. Fred Warner's $19 million player. Sure. All right. Darius Leonard's $19.7 million. Roquan Smith is sitting there to Ryan Pohl saying, give me $20 million. I want to be the highest paid linebacker in the game. Right. So when you think about these conversations, it's not as, e- it's never easy to just instantly make someone the highest paid player at their position in the sport. So, that's what I'm that's where I'm coming from. Like I agree that you definitely should pay the man his money and pay it as soon as possible, but I think as far as the urgency of it, like the conversations are a little bit deeper than just why don't you just pay him? Like no, he he's asking to be the highest paid linebacker in the sport. There's going to be larger conversations to be had, but the thing that should annoy you and annoys me is what he said was there was not even a contract offer remotely. That was the word he used, remotely right. close to for him to consider. Exactly. How old so, is he? I mean, Roquan Smith has got to be like 27 years old, but to, to not even put an offer out there that he would remotely consider. And look, I'm totally fine with Roquan Smith. Like, I have no problem with him holding out. I have no gripes against Roquan Smith for holding out oh, and trying to get his money. He's only 25. He's 25 years old. What did I say? That, he's, I think I said he's, he's five months younger than me. I mean, he's the same age as Valus Jones Jr. Oh, no. Pay the man oh, the $20 million. Like, I think they should. That's unfortunate. For uh, for Valus? Yeah, I, it's just like, that doesn't <laughs> sit right with me. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I, I think, look, pay the man his money. I, and, and here's what I, and you talked about him being put on the pup list. And 
you know, people have figured it out by now, it's sort of a way to get around the system where he's not going to get fined by not showing up to camp because he, you know, gets put on the pup list. So he's not going to get fined for not participating. But the thing that I find interesting is like, I saw clips today and photos today. He's smiling around. He's walking around at practice. He's well, participating yeah, he wants- in meetings. He, he's just not practicing because he doesn't want to get injured before he signs the contract. Well, it's also the only like- reason. And I'm not saying that like Roquan Smith is trying to like has any malicious intent, but it he only benefits him to be like sitting in there smiling, laughing at meetings, because then the longer it drags on, the more it's like, oh, well, the front office and the brass and the, go- the guys negotiating are the bad guys. Like, I'm here. I got a That's good true. attitude. They're the ones negotiating. Bad fit. I just think it's a bad look for Ryan Poles. And I have some gripes. I'm, I think I have some qualms about Ryan Poles. Mm. Outside of this, um, and we'll get into that, okay. but once we wrap up this Roquan Smith discussion, I just think it's a bad look for that. And I know Matt Eberflus doesn't really have a hand in this, but for a first-year head coach, first-year GM, trying to balloon a system, new culture, to not have your best player there and not have him, like, front and center for everything. Like, the Bears put out a video today of, like, uh, players answering a hypothetical question as mm-hmm. they walked off the field. Great video. Awesome. Great for morale. You know, this is the time of year where it's all rainbows and sunshine. Awesome. How it's supposed to be. Roquan Smith not being there is detrimental to your perception, how you're perceived as a team, but also just like other teams like next year. We talked about this last week. Next year, you're going to be trying to sign a bunch of free agents. Hopefully high name guys. Yes. What happens when they say, well, in year one or two, if I want to renegotiate or I want an extension, then what? And Roquan Smith's there, and he's like, well, to be honest with you, you know, you might have to kind of fight to that. Not saying that's going to happen. Obviously, that's a ways down the road. But I'm just saying for Ryan Poles, you should be very motivated to get this done as soon as possible and to not have even gotten to this point. Now, Roquan Smith not having an agent, it makes it a very different situation. It It makes it very, very different. So that throws a wrench in things. But also, even on the on-field level, Back to like Matty Rufus is trying to implement a system here. Roquan Smith is your best player. He's the center of your defense. Nicholas Morrow, for as good as we think he can be, and for as much as we like his fit in this defense, if he's playing Roquan Smith's spot and then you're going to throw Roquan Smith in there in two, three weeks, I mean, it's kind of like a microcosm of the Justin Fields situation last year. Well, are you assuming Roquan's not going to, at this given moment, right. do you believe Roquan's not going to play week one? Because that's why you're kind of getting No, in I'm that sure he will still play week one, but it's just kind of like, for trying to get everyone on the same page and everyone in their role right. and everyone comfortable, like at training camp in two mean? weeks. Yeah. In oh, two okay, weeks when I you throw you. Roquan in there and then you have to throw Nicholas Morrow at, you know, the other side linebacker. It just, I feel like it could be detrimental. And obviously I am very outspoken about, it. I do not expect much, if anything from the bears this year, but it's just, it's not a hot start. It's not a great yeah. start. Now, granted briskers there that if it was both of them, you'd be in a real, real bad spot. Luckily, you were able to, you know, lock things on with presumably your starting safety. But still, it's just it's a bad look to me. And I still think he plays week one. But like we we got to get this moving. It's like sooner rather than later. Yeah. And I think they'll get it done. Like, I don't have any doubt that like the the, the reason why I brought up him being president practice, you know, them kind of looking out for him by putting sure. him on the pup list. Yeah, is, he's I, he's there. He's there. But th- this is a relationship that is, I still think, in a good place. Like this isn't a polarizing sure. relationship right now where one guy's really, really upset and he's not even showing up and he's saying things about him on Twitter and he's not saying good things about the organization. And we've seen those situations before. Like even think about the Debo situation. Like there were never, you know, serious conversations about trading Roquan Smith. Like those things were never floating around like they were for a Debo Voted, like Even at the DK. beginning of the hiring, yeah, like, like very, but everyone but, was like, maybe yeah, everyone right. was, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. like, I, I there's good intentions with Ryan Poles. I think he just has to figure it out and take the time to do it. And I think they'll lock him down. And I think you know who I remember who we talked to. I, it might have been Josh Woods, uh, you know, a couple years ago when when he talks about the veterans and says, you know, those guys specifically for his sake don't need to be at training camp for all you know for the whole time like right they don't like right. Roquan yeah, yeah. Smith is that good where you know if there are people who because I don't know I know we're not but I know there might be people out there who are thinking well for his personal development should they be concerned that he's not on the field no I don't think they have to be concerned about that so I think they'll lock it down I think it's only a matter of time and I would be more concerned if there were more rumors like oh the relationship's not good Ryan Poles really doesn't want to make him the highest paid inside linebacker in the game but from this very moment and from what we heard 
very briefly because they were still vague in that opening training camp press conference yes, was very was you know he said he loves Roquan the player he loves Roquan the person but you would have liked a little bit more confidence to say for him to come out on the mic and say hey we're gonna get it done like I know it's not there right, right. now we're gonna get it done just let us get it done it's not a big deal right but did you feel that that vagueness was indicative of anything or was it just you know typical first year GM training camp speak yeah I think it was more of that than anything I think that's the big like take away from it. Like, they're not going to go out there and say, yeah, like, Oh, we're $5 million apart. You know, like that's not going to happen. Um, now if Roquan Smith had an agent that might get leaked and then we'd all be with our uh, pitchforks and torches at house hall, but we're not. So, um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's probably nothing. And you know, us being dumb, he'll probably be there tomorrow now and make us look really bad. But I did that last week. So anyway, one, but to circle back to that press conference, there was something, um, speaking of, Guys that I could use a little more like positive, not reinforcement, but like wording. I got to work on my posture, man. Um, I know. I always think about it. I, I look at myself in the camera. I'm like, holy yeah. crap. And every time bad. you do it, I'm like, man, this is tough. And then I was watching last week. So I was like, man, I look. Because you never notice it. Like I never feel yeah. it. But you know, someone was telling me about these things that people can buy now. You can buy a sensor that you can put on the back of put on your back right by the neck and it like will beep when your posture gets to a certain point. And it's like it, it's like a buzz that don't want it. sends shocks to your body like, oh, I, I got to get back to posture. I don't want it either. I just think that's a really interesting no. concept, but I think it would work. I think it would work. But mm. anyway, Bears football. Um, yeah. So I could use a little more. Oomph from Matt Eberflus when he talks about oh. Justin Fields. I could use a little more like the the quote, he's not exactly where he needs to be right now. That one got floated around a lot. It left a little bit to be desired. I could just like, and granted, they're evaluating everything, but it just kind of, to me, feeds into the speculation, let's call it, that this regime isn't the biggest fan of Justin Fields. I don't believe that at Which all. I don't believe, but that but quote, it, like okay, in the back of my brain, I was kind of like... Well, it does, sure doesn't, sure doesn't push those rumors away. I think away. there was one more. I'm going to open the store and try and find it again. But well, it's like from the start of when they were first hired, it was like. Right. And that was immediately a thing like, oh, new well, regime. It wasn't they... from Poles, though. It was from McCaskey at the time. Right. Poles right, was right, right. pretty positive about it when he was first hired. And look, I don't like I don't think those things entirely matter. Like, I don't. Like if I see them, if I, you know, I'm going to training camp next Tuesday. And if I see Eberflus constantly in Justin Fields' ear, constantly talking about how he can improve and all these things, like I'm not really going to sit here and make a big deal and, and try to make something out of nothing about, oh, the, the franchise doesn't believe in Justin Fields. Like, no, they do believe in Justin Fields and they have to believe in Justin Fields. And I don't feel, I've never felt since they were hired any sort of concern. I feel like you have felt concern that they might think that way and the implications of that. But I don't feel that at all. I don't, I don't, I don't, I think this team is all in on Justin Fields. And I know there is going to be people who say, well, the moves they made this free agency weren't indicative of that. Look, we all have our opinions on what Donna Mooney can be. And then look what uh, Ryan Poles just did the past week, signing Michael Schofield and Riley Reef. He's starting to build an offensive line that can actually keep Justin Fields upright and what they do with him with Luke Getze. They're going to put him in a good position. This franchise, I'll say it right now, is all in on Justin Fields. Don't let anyone tell you differently. I think this franchise is all in. But you're right. You're right. I think you're right when they don't make it easier for themselves when they go into a press conference and they say things like that. Right. It and would then, be nice to hear those things. And there was also polls said, and I found it, he was talking about the preseason. He's like, oh, well, there's pressure. Yeah, like there's timing and there's chemistry that we got to see. And it's like. I get it. You're in like, you didn't draft this guy. You, it's not your evaluations of him. For all we know, Ryan Poles was in Kansas city. And when the bears drafted Justin Fields, he was like, oh, these idiots don't know. And that obviously leads to some of the speculation about how hot or cold he is and how Matt, hot or cold Matt Eberflus are mm -hmm. on Justin Fields as well. It just, those quotes, Matt Eberflus saying, well, he's not where we want to be. And we got to see, like, we got to see him get better. His training camp. He's not where he needs to be, blah, blah, blah. And Poles saying, well, yeah, there's pressure and we're evaluating everything. It makes me believe a little bit more that in the scenario that the Bears go 0 and 17 or 1 and 16 or whatever it is that gets you one of the top two picks, they might take Stroud or Young. Oh, stop it! You got to stop this. I'm just. This is blasphemous. You know what? I'm not even going to entertain this because they're not going to go one and sixteen or zero and seventeen. But even if they do, they are not taking CJ Stroud or uh, or Bryce Young. They are not. Justin Fields is the franchise quarterback to the Chicago Bears and will be for the next I'm just ten saying. years. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's. I think I 
I don't think I hope so as well. And I think the likelihood is more that is more likely than then drafting Stroud or Young in the next draft. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You can throw it I'm out. I'm just there. saying. And we can revisit that in February. I'm, and I'm just saying realize how stupid I'm just it is. saying it's something that I think has more credence than we possibly believe. But whatever. Not the point. One more player that I want to talk about from that was already on the team before we get to the new signings. We've heard nothing about Tevin Jenkins. He wasn't Zero there Nada was not on the field. I think he might be done. I think you you predicted I, this last week. I right? think you he might be this? cooked. You posed this last week, I think. You that when they not, signed a new guys, yeah. he might be the one out. I think he's I think he's out. I don't think he's out I, for sure. I think it's too early to say that, but I it's don't on think, the radar. I now. think there is a zero percent chance he starts a game. Zero? Zero percent chance he starts a game. I wouldn't say that. I, because, I think you're jumping right, well, the so, gun. Well, so let's get into it. You sign Schofield and you sign right Reef. So that gives you white hair, Patrick, Reef, Schofield, Bora. Yeah. There's your five. Yeah, I mean, I agree. There's your, there's your I, five. I, I, yeah. And we know they like Bourne because they've already talked about how much they like Bourne. I know. I, I, I and not even that's not even to mention Doug Kramer, who was running with the ones today because yeah, Lucas Patrick, Patrick was, out. yeah, hurt. <laughs> but still, I mean, he's running with the twos over, like, Sam Mustafer, who we know like that means he's that guard permanently. Mustafer, baby. So, and then we know that they like Braxton Jones a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I mean, I think Tevin Jenkins might be done, cooked, stick a fork in him, it's over. It's kind of crazy to say this, though. This is almost like a good problem to have now. Like, who, if, if you were to, t- it's a good problem to have in the sense that, okay, we actually can afford, like, they are capable of cutting Tevin Jenkins and not, I don't think they'll cut talent him. on the offensive line. I don't think they'll I, okay, cut him. Okay, but if they were to do that, see, I don't know. You can't just cut a sec, because he's still got the physical attributes. Yeah, he's but still if like a former a second round pick. Injury, like if that's the cause of why he's so, not at right. practice, which because why else? Mm. Why else is it that, he, that he's he was, just bad? He was there. I mean, he I, might I just be know. bad. He Even might if just he's be that bad. bad. He's not just sitting out of practice. But I'm it saying makes zero but, sense. But the injury on top of it. So even if it is an injury, that means that's the second straight training camp he's missed. That means that's the second straight year in his second year. He two out of two. It. Yeah, you're right. He can't afford to lose this time, especially when you have these established starters. Like look what happened with Jason, Jason Peters. He was signed <laughs> late and then was your best offensive lineman all year. I mean, I'm not saying that'll happen with Reef and Schofield, but they're going to be starters. They are guys who have started in the NFL and have a lot of experience and who have graded out in the top half of offensive linemen the last year, last year, and I think the last couple of years. So, I mean, the window for Tevin Jenkins is, I mean, it's razor thin. And I just like, why? Because I think if there was something, if it was just like, oh, he pulled the hammy, they would talk about it, I think. And they'd just be like, all right, like, yeah, you know, we still believe him. He was a second round pick at 2021. We still believe in his physical attributes and how he's rehabbing and blah, blah, blah. Like we've heard crickets, like everything, like all of this that we're talking about right now is all speculation of what we're piecing together on our own. I think he's done. I think this is Borum and Braxton Jones are your first two, like young linemen that you're putting in. I mean, Patrick's only what, 28, 29 too. So he's not like ancient, but my point being it seems like it's Jones and Borum who are your top two like young guys with Doug Kramer slightly behind. If today is any indication, I mean you can't laugh like he, know, he ran just, with the ones. With, I just love he it was the U he was the guy. like he was the first option, and I and I called this. I called that as well. Pull out the receipts. So Jake was right about something. So certainly not Kendrick Bourne, but correct. However, so I just think like Tevin Jenkins is at best fourth, uh, like on this depth chart of younger guys of like rookies, second year players and at I, best. We had Mark Grody on the score today talking about how this front office still believes. Oh, you work for the score now? Important. Yeah. That's crazy. You know that? Wow. Do you yeah. play for the softball team? I do. Oh, wow. How about Apparent, that? Apparently, uh, apparently we're pretty good, but, uh, you know, Julian Davenport is mm-hmm. also a tackle that they believe in as a swing tackle. Like you could be talking to him about being, you know, one of the fifth, the fifth option potentially. Right. And now look, I still think it's slightly early. It's been one day of practice that he hasn't been there. I think it's slightly early. We're obviously a little bit reactionary to what happened today. You know, uh, Thursday, that is July 28th that um, he missed practice. I think it's too early to say that he's done, but is it, has it raised concern? Is it on the radar? And it, did you say, is that, you know, what were you saying is razor thin? Just that like his window of his opportunity. Window is, raised, yeah, yes, yeah, it's, like, yeah, is it razor thin? Yes. I, I can't go as far to say it's completely done. It's I, I had if I had to guess, it has to be an injury of some sort and something that's not good, something that could be a longer term thing. Because you're right, if it was a hammy, it, from a PR standpoint, all they do is go out there and say, Tevin Jenkins did not practice today, hamstring, right? right. We sweet this this is what happens. We know Minor how it works, right? It, it's so easy to say that. But I don't think it's an off the field issue. If no. it was, then holy crap, 
that make four guys who got arrested. Yeah. It's not an off the field issue. I think it's got it. I mean, and it's not the fact that he's just not good because it's well, still early for them. It's still early. I don't think it is. Even if he wasn't good, just have him run with the threes and try to make him a better player. Sure. You don't just give up on the kid. Sure, sure, you say, okay, sure. let's trust the coaching staff that we hired for a reason to make him a better player. And if it doesn't work, you cut him at the end of the year. But sure. like, it's so funny, you know, this conversation, if we were having this exact conversation three months ago, we'd be in hell with the offensive line. We would. We'd be like, what the hell is Justin Fields going to do if Tevin Jenkins is not a starter this year? Yep. And all of a sudden, as we stand on July 28th, it's like, losing Tevin Jenkins? Like, it's not a dagger into the heart like I thought it would right. be. Like, I, I want the guy to succeed. I want this to all be some sort of weird thing that gets resolved and he lives up to that first round potential mm. was graded as a first rounder knocked down to the second round because of health injuries or health issues was a first round talent i hope he can get to that point but because of the signings of riley riley reef and michael schofield i'm all of a sudden sitting here thinking having tevin jenkins on your roster hey have you heard that a, michael schofield much- is from illinois yeah, I that's have. so crazy. So is Doug Kramer. Wow, have, have you heard Cole Komet is from yeah. Arlington Heights? That's wild. And, yeah, you know, how about own, it? Own a Cal Wharton jersey. Wow, that's who would have thought? Who would have thought? It's just so bad for for some reason. It's just like so bears for me. Why than, like, is that always sign the a guy who lives thing. in a north suburb? Why is that always the first thing that has to be said? <laughs> like always, Michael Schofield. No one talk about how he started whatever it was forty four games in the last three years or whatever it was. Like. No, gotta mention that he's from like outside Chicago suburbs, like Orland Park. First thing, yeah. Like, Cal what, Orton. Are, what are we doing? Here? Some other guy. I you know, watched Devin Hester. God, the McCaskies are the worst. Anyway, I digress. Well, it's not the Caskies' fault. It's the reporters asking the question at the press conference. Well, the press release is well, still the press like. Release. Well, yeah. I don't even know. In the press, it's just people find those nuggets because look, we both work in media. We know that this is kind of like a mid-level player. And what's going to get the clicks on social media? The fact that he's from Chicago and he owned a Cal Orton jersey. Like, those are the things that the that the fans care about on the internet. Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> that's what – and we have Eric Friend in the chat that says, this O-line is crazy deep. Like, if you were to tell me in February okay. that this O-line – okay, he's not – maybe it's not crazy deep. But there is depth on the line with a lot of young talent that is young, promising talent in Braxton Jones and Doug Kramer. So, look, I am not I'm not concerned about the offensive line. I'm not at all. And as we I want to, you know, and you want to get into Michael Schofield and Riley Leaf real quick before we do that. We were talking about quotes earlier, and there's one quote I wanted to bring up that's very, very, very interesting to me. And this was Jalen Johnson on the difference between Nagy and Eberflus. Quote, the way they hold us accountable is crazy compared to what we're used to. All right. And he adds that every player has already been called out in meetings for not going hard. And if they say they haven't, they're lying. Important or not important? Oh, insanely important. For that, though, like that's the first thing Jalen Johnson has said, like all offseason, basically. That's right. Like it's yeah. it's like in, it's within the first five things statements he's made about this like staff about this like team at all since like last season ended basically. That's very important, especially for a guy that you're hoping is going to be a star on this team and like a leader on this team and one of your like. I think my mic's been off. No, it hasn't. No, well, the thing was down. All right. Well, maybe it has. All right, cool. Um, I think I flipped it on accent because I moved too much. Um, I fiddle. It's whatever. This thing you do. Anyway, um, yes, for a guy that you hope is going to be pro bowl, all pro, like one of your best players on this team, 1000% very important, especially when it's one of the first things he's saying, um, accountability. And I mean, it also helps that like, that's the exact culture that Maddie Rufus was saying, like, that's what I want to implement. Correct. And I mean, it's day two. Basically, like we heard they the same things about Matt Nagy, and well, we didn't hear those things, but right. we heard great things. We heard that it was like feel good, and like yeah. this is different from that. Yeah, and so we can't jump the gun on it, but I think it's just like if he if he would have said those things without the comparison, then I would have think it's not important. But the comparison thing is right. Important. The, the, the fact, fact that, that he said, said what we're used to that is yeah. really really important. And I, you know, there's people at training camp today who were mentioning the fact that Eddie Jackson was a player who got called out for not going hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, which has been a thing with him been a for thing. the last so couple of years getting on him. But, you know, I, I know it's just a quote, but do, these things have serious impacts on how the team is going to perform on the field. Like if these guys weren't being held accountable, weren't being pushed to their limits, like you're getting no wonder we saw a team that came out flat every single game last year. Right. Exactly. After out yeah. of the second out of you come out of the half, you come out flat, let's score three points. Right. No wonder these guys weren't being held accountable. There's no, there's no responsibility for those actions when that does happen. There's no, there's no juice, you know, like 
it, let's go back to the age old saying that we learned when we were four years old. You practice how you play or you play how you practice or the way around. You play how you practice. Right. Yeah. I think, I think it's, both. Is, is it is it both? You I practice both. how you play. Yeah, Depen- it's both. It, Depen- I think it goes both Pro- ways. Probably depends on whose dad you're asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know, these things matter. And I think from what we've heard and seen from training camp so far, you can feel that you know. And I think this is more important than when Matt Nagy was quote unquote changing the culture. It was let's play music at practice. Let's right. change the culture. Right. Let's, let's make let, it more play, fun. You know, yeah. Let's get the I'm, vibes I'm gonna, right. Matt Nagy's gonna throw a ball to right. Darna Mooney for a social media clip. We're right, changing right, the right. culture. Like no. We're now changing the culture from a legitimate football standpoint. Like exactly. And I think we might have been, you know, tricked when it came to Matt Nagy. Well, I think so. That's the thing. I think this is kind of the culture you have to implement first. And then once you're like a team that could like be 500 or like be like a game or two above 500, then you can like make that like, all right, let's get the vibes right. Let's get, you know, like, let's get, you know, like, let's have some fun with it. And so it's like, you kind of skipped that part last time um, and you're starting at the ground floor this time and you're getting the actual like playing mentality right first before you do like the extra curricular type situation, I guess, if you want to call it that. So, yeah, I mean, it's big. It's for sure. Something big guys getting called out, um, especially guys like, I mean, Eddie Jackson, his efforts been questioned the last couple of years. Um, the fact that nobody seems to be exempt from that is great. So I think that could kind of give you that like feisty, like scrappy team that like you steal a game or two from a couple teams. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely something very important and something very, I mean, helpful if you want to win games. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Big signings for the Bears this week. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say big in all caps, but we'll go, you know, big in lowercase letters because they're, they're important. Impactful. They're impactful. I think that's the perfect word. These guys are two starters for the Chicago Bears. We yes. do not disagree. Riley Reef and Michael Schofield. Yeah. I mean, they're two day one immediate starters yeah. right away. I mean, they're not, I mean, who like Braxton Jones isn't competing with Riley Reef for the, you know, left tackle job. Riley Reef was in the Super Bowl last so, year. So, well, well, he didn't play because right. he was in hurt. But. Yeah, but he was on well, and he was also on offensive line unit that was ranked 25th in the league last year. And it's funny, I, I was thinking about when I first saw the notification, I kind of put my head down. I was like, Riley Reef, why do I why do I remember that name? And I think if you remember, I think it was, you know, I think 2019, Khalil Mack had knocked over a Vikings offensive Just tackle. How much you shut your ass up? Yeah, there you go. Siri has some thoughts on Riley Reef, and he's gonna toss the watch on the couch. Nice. Remember that play. When Khalil Mack knocked a Vikings offensive tackle on his ass. I think it was on a primetime game, too. It Probably. went viral. One of those Khalil Mack freakish plays. That was Riley Reef. And I remember that. And I remember that was one of the worst games of his career. Great. He was getting clowned on Twitter. That was also clowned. like before Khalil Mack was declining. Yeah. That was like and, one and, of his peak and, his final like, peak years. That's one of those things where Khalil Mack at that point was like a top five edge rusher all right. time at that the yes, way he was correct. playing that year. Yeah. So I'm not going to entirely knock Riley Reef for that. But look, Riley Reef last year, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, 49 out of 83 offensive tackles last year. You know, not bad, right? You're talking about average. And then Michael Schofield, 39th out of 82 offensive yeah. guards. Like these. Like- so, so here's the thing. At the end of the day, it's better than what you had because before this, you were looking at Lucas Patrick at center, Cody Whitehair at left guard unknown at right guard, some combination of, you know, Sam Mustafer or Mary B. Larry Borum or maybe Tevin Jenkins and at left tackle, like at the other two tackle spots and the right guard spot, some combination of Mustafer, Braxton Jones, possibly one of these other rookie offensive linemen, Larry Borum, Tevin Jenkins. That was it. These guys now immediately plug in starters day one, have NFL experience. As long as they're not ranked dead last, it's an improvement over better than these unknowns that you have. Now you don't have Sam Mustafa starting at right guard week one. You don't have Braxton Jones, a fifth round rookie starting at left tackle week one. So it's better overall, even if these guys aren't the flashiest best guys, most splashy names you've ever heard of in your life. They're still better than what you had and still raises your floor as a team, at least a little bit. Here's what it is for me. It's consistency. It's a fact we, sure. we now know that the line is i believe is going to be this and you said it earlier left tackle riley reef left guard cody whitehair center uh lucas, lucas patrick, patrick as long as he's healthy which we don't think the thumb today fine, was, yeah. you know anything serious and you still have what two months yeah right guard michael schofield right tackle larry Borum. and right. that like that is what it's that's an be. nfl starting that's line an NFL starting that's line. an nfl starting line and i think i think just the most important thing why i say you know it's certainty for me it's just you know, now we don't have those unknowns. We don't have those question marks. Right. We don't have to, you know, oh, last week at camp, 
you know, one guy performed really well. Now, crap, what, who's going to be, you know, like we don't we, have we don't to worry make about a change last second for the rest of training camp. We don't have to worry about the offensive line combinations. Knock on wood, assuming there's no because injury, but because yes. I'm sure there will be regardless. And they're going to try and evaluate the rookies, Braxton Jones, Doug Kramer, Tevin Jenkins, and even Larry Borm to an extent still. Week one comes around, you know who's going to be there still, regardless. Yeah. So that's still helpful to you. And you guys have these guys who have experience. I think I saw on it was a tweet um, from a friend of the show, Aaron Lemming. He tweeted like, Michael's one of the two, I forget who, Riley Reef or Michael Schofield. One was like exceptional pass blocking and like average to like slightly below average at run blocking. And the other was exceptional at run blocking and was like average, slightly below average at pass blocking which you can live with as long as they're not both the same weaknesses. You'll live with it and you'll make it work, especially with Cole Komet's improvement as a blocker. Nikhil Harry is a very good blocker. So like you can add some chip in guys to help there on the ball if you have concerns about that. But at the end of the day, it's NFL caliber starting lineman who started games last year, better than what you had, raises your floor collectively as a team. And in the long run, most importantly, probably keeps Justin Fields more safe. Uh, Yeah, you think? Now, the thing I find interesting about these two signings that I don't think a lot of people have brought up is why now? You know, why now? And that, that's... Well, Schofield just got cut from the Chargers like last week. Yeah. Okay. Well, or that's, released and, or whatever it was. And I, I thought Reef was a free agent the whole time. Though. Yeah, but he was like injured. So he was probably going through like medicals and stuff. Okay. That could be true. Let's see if I'm... I, it was just, you know, I, I didn't know that Schofield was cut that recently by the Chargers. That would explain that. But, you know... I'm, o- I'm almost positive I'm right. I was I'm, like, well, why, would, why would you wait the day before or the day that players report to training camps? I mean... Sign two very more players. It I mean, doesn't matter. Like, I'm look not what they did with matters. Jason Peters last I know. Year. I'm not saying it matters at all. Like, I would have been totally content if they signed Julio Jones as well. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Jason Pierce was signed, I think, during training camp, not even before it. So those things don't matter. I just thought it was interesting. Like, oh, you know, was there concern going into training camp about Tevin Jenkins? And now we're seeing the effects of that. And because of that concern was why they signed Riley Reef. You know, I'm starting to sort of piece the puzzle together a little bit when you think about what's going on with Jenkins and why they signed these two guys. And is there reasoning for that because of Jenkins? I don't know. I'm I'm kind of spitballing, but you know, nonetheless, this is an offensive line that I think could be a top 20 unit in the NFL, like right around 20, right? And right around 2021, I tweeted this. I said, the Bears are a nine-win football team if their offensive line is the 20th best unit in the NFL, is a top 20 unit in the NFL. And I truly, truly, truly believe that. And it's uh, comforting as Bears, I don't even know, like three, four years to finally have an offensive line that you don't feel is disastrous and you're not going to get performances like what you saw against Cleveland. Okay. Maybe he was just a free agent anyway. So he wasn't cut. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't blame you. I also got tired of looking. So you also, you, uh, there's this wide receiver on the Patriots. Do you, do you know, have you ever heard of Kendrick? Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Well, he's Hmm. not on the Patriots anymore. If you guys don't know what we're talking about Kendrick Bourne, yeah, it's a good chance to plug our TikTok, which has gone absolutely or watch viral last week's episode. for no reason, or watch last week's episode and or see both. what we're talking about, or do both. How or about both. that? Uh, do you have anything else on the the offensive lineman here? No, I mean, at the end of the day, I give it a solid. Like I, I give polls a B plus for being able to get these guys in the room and make your offensive line better. It's funny. Polls went from taking having... opportunity, seizing the opportunity. That's <laughs> yeah. the word I was looking for. Holds was about to be put on the hot seat on like Monday and then was being, you know, praised know on Tuesday. Well, there were people who were really, really upset by the fact that Jaquan Brisker wasn't signed. No way. Bears fans were upset. About that something? never no. happens. That's that is the most shocking thing in the world. As we enter year 73 of the soldier field negotiations. Anyway, is that what we're going to talk about now? No. I mean, it's Let's the stadium. stadium. The stadium is Let's nothing. To stadium. Me. The stadium is a more nothing stadium to me. talk. The better. All right, I'm putting a cap of five minutes on this. All right. At 812, we're transitioning okay. to our I'm, final I'm segment. gonna actually put the timer on. He's time. I'm so sick of stadium talk. We get talk. people in the chat. I'm so who hate sick the of, stadium talk. I I hate the stadium talk. It's so all right. I, I'm gonna start this with a tangent. Okay. I am so sick, and the timer is running. I like I do not care about stadium talk. I am so sick of that little gremlin in city hall being like, Oh, well we want to keep the bears and the bears won't survive outside of Chicago. Yes, they will. It's the NFL. That's how this works. Like, what are we doing here? I'm going to make sure I didn't hit this up. Like what in what world do the bears not like, 
What are we doing here? Who cares? Pay them or don't. Move or don't. Get a new stadium in Arlington Heights or in the city. I don't really care. Win games. Like, so you're not picking a side on this. I, I, Kevin, I truly, I truly don't care. Like, I truly do not care where the Bears play. Like, and I probably never will. Just figure it out. It's like, great. These renderings came out, and yes, it looks beautiful. And you used the overlay of like what the game action will look like of Justin Fields getting sacked. Great job, yeah, that guys. Was the first Crushed time. it. That was the first time. Regardless, right. yes, the renderings look great. And yeah, it'd be cool. But like, it's a building. I don't care. That's fair. <laughs> it's training camp. There's football happening. We are about like preseason starts next week. The Hall of Fame game is a week from, is a week from right now. Bet on it? No, because I refuse to bet on preseason football because it's dumb. Anyway, we get football, an actual game in a week. Why are we doing like it's so dumb? It's so dumb. That's my tangent. How we have minutes three minutes. You have three minutes and 20 seconds. I don't even think I'll go that long. Exactly. I just. <laughs> exactly. The only thing that confuses me is I've seen a lot of negative reaction to it. And that's what I don't understand. Like. They have made a very, very, very good proposal to the Chicago Bears to keep them in Chicago with a absolutely gorgeous SoFi-like stadium with entertainment around it, easier ways to get to the stadium. And the thing that people are always going to bring up is the traffic, the traffic, the traffic. It takes a long to get to the stadium. Well, guess what? If you start to build you know, activities and things to do outside of the stadium, people are going to show up earlier. People sure. are going to stay later. So now you're not going to have everyone leaving Soldier Field immediately at 315 when the game is over because there's nothing to do around the stadium. Like, no, people are going to go to the sports there. People are going right. to hang out and people are going to arrive earlier to do. Well, I, I so, think that's part of the problem is negotiating with the city and getting them to do that. Whereas you have all this open land in Arlington and, Heights and then you can just do it. And you don't have to get approval or permits or funding. It's just you can just do it. And I, I, I like the odds of this happening are still very low, but the thing that matters to me is those renderings and what they proposed exceeded my expectations. Now it's going to cost it looks way better dollars. Yeah. And I also don't really want to deal with the bears having to play in at Northwestern for a year, or U of I for a year. They or would something. never do that. That'd be crazy. That'd but be... They're going to have to play somewhere else. While Soldier Field's under I mean, they're not going two hours but... South friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think they're going to champagne. Right. Exactly. Two hours. Right. Uh, three. No. To get to well, well from from right here, maybe Jefferson. from like this it's particular from yeah, from your basement. Yeah, probably the center of the city. It's probably yeah, probably. two hours. Because like I used to live by Midway Airport and it was two hours, and I would always make it in under that because I'm sick. Anyway. Bottom line, I think the rentings were good. I think it's possible, and I think that for me is the better option. And that's just where I stand. You guys know where I stand about sure. If you are Chicago. someone that is diehard, Bears need to stay in Chicago, it's a good first step. That was a win. Okay. Yeah. That was stadium talk. Hey, and we we made it with a minute and 20 seconds to spare. I'm proud of you. All right. Kevin has a game. We're going to play it. So I switched up the game. Okay. All right. And this is kind of, it, it's, I have, to, I don't know if I'm going to, it's an emoji game. So okay. I'm just going to kind of read you the emojis. Okay. And you're not like, you're not going to be able to visually see them. Okay. Okay. Um, great. <laughs> so the first, so I'm going to read you emojis okay and you're spoken gonna, word you, emojis spoken word emojis and i'll show them up on the screen when we make this into a video for the socials later Tremendous. Uh, and you're gonna tell me which bears player this is and i've got okay. two bears players and one of them is an nfl player beautiful all right all right the first emoji is a juice box for this player and the second emoji is a boxing glove this chicago bears player based off of those two emojis who is it you have a juice box and a boxing glove This one is, I would say this one's mild. All right. This one isn't too difficult. This player, I'll give you one more hint. This player is currently no longer on the Bears. Okay. Then what are we doing here? They were on what, the Bears. What are we doing here? <laughs> I forgot to mention that. What? What in the world? <laughs> they were on the Bears recently. They were on the Bears recently. How recent? I'm not, I can't give away like, that. Like, were they cut? Like, 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 like were they cut? This in player the was. On the Bears within the last five years. Five years! <laughs> Come on! What? <laughs> for, the, for the TikTok. A juice box and a boxing glove. I just, I'm so, but like this how. This is so easy. How did you get to this I forgot point? It, 
this player is not on the Bears anymore. I forget. And you give me a five-year window. Okay. I forgot about that. Now, Ron Winarski says William Perry. That's incorrect. I wonder why he th- said William Perry. A, a juice box and a-, and a juice box. Chris Nano, I think, would have gotten this one very quickly. Shout out Chris Nano. Uh, I don't. I, Javon Webbs. I hate you. That's so. That was so easy. That I was mean, not yeah. that hard. Do you know why the boxing glove? Right. The Saints, juice box. I don't boom. really get. Boom. The juice box. He was his nickname was Javon Juice Webbs. Right. What if I put a What if I put a bulldog? What if I put a dog in there for that like Georgia Bulldogs? Me. That would I, on, hate, you, you I, like hate you. I hate you and I hate this game. John Huey said Jordan Howard. I don't know where you got Jordan Howard from. All right, this one's easy. This one, this because one... Javon Williams was so like should be top of mind. All right. This one this this player is currently on the bear. Oh, good. All right. This emoji, it's like all right, all right, all right, all right. It's like it's, hot start. It's the bacon emoji and a lion emoji. Which Chicago Bears player is this? Bacon and lion. It's it's not as like literal as you would think. It's not as literal as you would think. Oh, good. Bacon <laughs> and lion. You got to think about it. You got to think about it a little bit. <laughs> bacon and lion. Is, okay, does the lion have something to do with like, A, where they've come from to be on the Bears yes, or their college? Yes, yes. Okay, so a former lion? No. The other one. The college. The college. Okay. So, okay. So... Is it Jaquan Brisker? Yes. All right. Crispy Well, you know, I got there. What's not? You got there. Let's not pick it apart. It was a stretch. All right. Okay. uh, We have some people going to like this one. The cow emoji. Let's go, baby. Mustafer, our guy. No, I got one more. I am Um, so mad at the Javon wins one still. I am so pissed. These are not the, the... He's not even in the league. <laughs> She's not in the league. I should have prefaced that with that play. I, I should have said that player is no longer on the Bears. If I had said that, okay. What's, would it, what's your next? Would it one? have made sense? For no, you? I would not have right. done that. This one is going to be hard. This one's going to be very hard if you don't visually see it. All right. Okay. But you have the B emoji and like the charge battery emoji. I don't think you're going to get this one because you need to visually see it. The B emoji and the is charge it, emoji. Is it Vilas Jones? No. Junior? Wait. 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 This player is not on the Bears. This player is an NFL player. This player is not on the Bears. Charge emoji, like battery emoji, and the so it has to be a has to be a wide receiver. No. No. Think about the colors of the B. Okay, so it's a Steeler. I I swear to God, if it's Trubisky, I'm gonna kill you. No, what? (laughs) I don't know. Makes sense. I want to put a biscuit on there for Trubisky. Um, I want to put the goat emoji for Trubisky. The battery charging the emoji. Battery charging emoji. Do you know which one that is? Yeah. Um. I don't know. TJ Watt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bad. See, come on. These not, aren't that. That's not bad. bad. Okay. That's These are not, not bad. that bad. I, 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 come on. I saw. That's not I, bad. I, I saw it on TikTok, and I was like, you know, I think it's interesting. Before we bad. wrap up. Let's, I want to do a couple more Bears things before we get to your grand apology at the end of the show. Um, something that stood out to me in the initial press conference that Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus had was, quote from Ryan Poles, that's another opportunity. I said from the beginning, our front office is not going to stop chipping away and bringing good football players to make this team better. Mm-hmm. Is that too important about whether the Bears will potentially go after more free agents for, before the season begins? And I have a list here of free agents and I'm going to tell you if you think that any of these guys are potential players that the Bears could sign. All right? Okay. Odell Beckham Jr. Could, yes. Will they? No. I guess all of them they could. Fair. Okay. Okay. So we're doing do I think they will sign? No, no, no. I, I could. Yeah. Because tech, yeah. theoretically, like you said, they could okay. sign. Okay. Um, no, I do not think they'll sign OBJ. Trey Flowers, Ed Rusher from Detroit. Was not, he was most recently in Detroit. It's actually a name that I'm surprised he's not on the team. Um... I'm going to say no just because they're still figuring out the Robert Quinn situation. Correct. Interesting name, though. Interesting, interesting name to uh, to have on the list there. J.C. Treader, definitely a no. Center from Cleveland. Yeah, no. Everyone thought that Not anymore, be yeah. There. Not anymore, unless, you know, uh, Lucas Patrick is done. Antonio Brown is no fifth shot. on this list. No Obviously shot. not. 
Derrick Williams, of offensive tackle. Probably not. Probably not unless they get unless Borum like sucks hard. Yeah. Or obviously gets hurt. Eric F- Eric Fisher. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of these offensive linemen. Like I think I put together this list before they the signed Schofield and Reef. Um, Sheldon Richardson, defensive tackle from previously in Minnesota. That's not bad. It's an area that I think to me has suddenly become the weakest on the team aside from. You know, wide receiver. I uh, just, you know, just for fun, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say okay. they signed Sheldon Richardson. So at that, some point. That, that, that's a name to keep an eye on. We'll say that. Sure. It's a name to keep an eye on. I'm going to skip the next two offensive linemen. One of them on this list is actually Bobby Massey. Um, I'm, we're not doing Bobby Massey again. Here's an interesting one to me because a lot of the next four of these guys are all wide receivers. And I still think there's a very strong possibility a free agent wide receiver could be brought in. This player is suspended for, I think, either the first four or six games. But Will Fuller is still on the market at age 28. <sighs> I'm going to say yes. Okay. I mean, I like off the field issues. It's probably not the player you want to sign considering. Sure. The actions of bears players this off season. If, it, if they don't sign him by week one though, I say no. Okay. So it has to be like before week one. Yeah. But that's a name. Yeah. Will Fuller is that's a name. Bad. So is Cole Beasley. I don't think he's, uh, he stinks. He's declining in his career, but it is a name. T.Y. Hilton, also on the decline, was. I think he goes back to Indianapolis. He, he can't at this point. They would have done it already. Would have done it already. He's not going back to Indianapolis. I don't think the Bears sign him. Okay, Manuel Sanders. I think he just got. Signed. Did he get signed? I think he did. I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive. I don't think he did. No, he's. I don't. He's not signed yet. He's not signed yet. Huh. Um, I'm going to say no. I think just Fuller has upside because of his age and because of like his talent, like Emmanuel Sanders showed last year. He still has a little bit left in the tank, but you can only take so many shots on guys that you hope can reach a certain ceiling. And you already have those guys in Pringle and St. Brown and even Vilas Jones Jr. To an extent. So Fuller is like at least established. Um, it's less of a flyer, I guess I would say, put it that way, but, um, obviously suspension notwithstanding, but yeah, I think Fuller is really the only realistic one. Yeah. Last guy was Chris Harris Jr., cornerback. 33 years old. Most recently played with the Chargers. I think you're yeah. feeling a little bit better with cornerback. So yeah. it's not like, oh, I don't think they will. Chris but I think, yeah, but it's a position to keep an eye on, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Nonetheless, like, I'm going to put it on tape today. I think the Bears signed one of these guys before the season mm-hmm. starts. We named like 15 guys. I, well, I'm just saying, I think they're going to sign a wide receiver. Well, sorry, oh. did I did I not say I I, I meant you, you said one, one of these guys. guys. Yeah, like, they're oh, going to sign yeah. one of them. They're going to sign a wide receiver. I okay. truly, truly, and now I can look, see that. And I don't think it's going to be because training camp is going to go on and they're going to see like, holy crap, this receiving core is not good enough. I don't think that's going to be the reason. I just think they're waiting. The OBJ situation is very, very, very interesting to me. Obviously, he had the ACL yeah. injury in the Super Bowl and he's not going to play for like the first six weeks, but. Oh my God, the boost that you get if you sign Odell Beckham Jr. Sure. And before you even say sure, last year we had the same conversation about trading for OBJ, I and just, you clowned me. I for just it. agreed with you. I know, but last year you didn't. What changed for you about OBJ? Um, because he was an absolute when, dog with when, the Rams. Yeah, when he's motivated on a good team, he actually is pretty good. Which also, he might not be motivated if he comes to the Bears, though. So, yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's do this last thing on the docket. To all of the people. Oh, you don't know sports. You don't know Kendrick Bourne. You don't know the, 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 yeah, I don't know the third receiver on the Patriots. Hey, have you seen the name of the podcast? It's right there. Bears Nation Podcast, not NFL Nation Podcast, not Sports Nation Podcast. I'm a 24-year-old, soon-to-be 25-year-old guy in Chicago doing a Bears podcast. What on earth makes you think I know who Kendrick Bourne is? I haven't bought a copy of Madden in seven years. I don't care. I know more than you because I know who Kendrick Bourne is. Hey, how about this? Take a hike. Ever, I work on a show with a Patriots fan. Uh, Ken Barkley is a Patriots fan, and he said, yeah, dude, you don't need to worry about that. That guy stinks. So take that, put it in your pipe, smoke it. I don't want to hear about it. Anyway. Wow. That's so dumb. Wow. I actually, I was expecting an apology, but I guess I don't, I don't, I look, 
the bottom line is this. There are way too like I don't I'm not gonna sit here. That's the bottom line, first of all. We're not disrespect like this isn't there's a lot of people in the chat who are like the disrespect towards Kendrick Bourne. It's not don't disrespect. Care. Kendrick Bourne's a good player. Darnell yeah. Mooney got in a thousand yard season before him, and Kendrick Bourne's been playing the league for five years. All right. Exactly. I think Kendrick Bourne's a fine player. Scrub. But Darnell Mooney statistically is a much better player. Scrub. And he is the number three receiver right now behind Kobe Myers and Devontae Parker. Kendrick Bourne's not a scrub. He's not a scrub, mm. but it's not outrageous for you he's to not he's aggressively, know who he is. He's aggressively mediocre. Sure. And, like, there's just so many people who are like, the disrespect towards Kendrick Bourne. Comments were mad. He deserves to be an 83 on man. He's better than Mooney. He's not better than Mooney. He's a fine player, but he's not a better wide receiver than Darnell Mooney, and also, he never will be. Also, who was the last Patriots receiver who was like a household name? Julian Pe- Edelman? People knew Chris Hogan because he was cool and played lacrosse Danny as well. Amendola? Yeah. Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola. I can't also, name any Patriots wide receivers. Also, top. guys who were like actually good. So, Do you play yeah. fantasy football? Well, yeah. but I think that's why a lot of people were like, whoa, you know. Hey, and guess what? I've won my league the last two years. Ooh. So, suck it. There you have uh, it. Jacobson sounds off on. I think we're up to eight hundred thousand people who have viewed it. that video. Who are all Good. of them? Keep upset watching at it, Jake. Keep commenting. And yeah, you know it what? got forty-seven thousand likes. Like it could have gotten like ten thousand. Well, I mean, it was funny. It was funny. It was, it was a funny. great clip. But I think the reason it Nerds. got so popular was because people were people were mad. On, people friends. were mad online. Yeah. And guess what? You're a bunch of losers. Touch grass. Go touch grass. That's a great point. <laughs> that was a great point. Or watch Darna Munia tape and understand why he's a better wide receiver. And then go touch grass <laughs> and think about what you've done. Okay. Well, Bears Nation Podcast. That was a good note to end on. I that feel that felt good. Okay. This has been Bears Nation Podcast. Next week we will be back to recap all things training camp, all things observations, how everybody's looking, what these offensive line combinations look like. If our guys, Thomas Graham, Daz Newsom, they're getting on the field, how Justin Fields looks. We'll keep doing it, keep breaking it all down. So be here next week. Maybe it'll be Wednesday. Maybe it'll be Thursday. Who knows? We switch a lot. I had stuff to do yesterday. Don't worry about it. Go touch grass, but also come back next week. And as always, bear down. Yeah.